Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well, it's so good to uh, be with you again today. And what an amazing year. At the beginning of this year, we were believing for breakthroughs and blessing and all sorts of amazing things. And what a year we've had. But because of all that's happened, many people have been asking about end time events, prophecies, um, when's Jesus coming back? And uh, I was reading a little while ago that during World War One and World War Two, a lot of Christians thought that that was going to be the end of the world with so much suffering and, and pain and destruction. Uh, but it wasn't the end of the world. And some people are speaking or prophesying that this is the end of the world. And today I want to look at what the Bible says about Jesus' second coming and the end of the world. Because it's really important to know what the Word of God says, not just people's opinion, not what's just put up on Facebook, not conspiracy theories, but let's look at what Jesus and the Word of God teaches us on end time events. I want to today read some of the scriptures that refer to Jesus' second coming and end time. And I hope it'll bring some truth and some hope and peace and allay some of the fears that so many people have. Jesus taught in Matthew 24, verse 3 to 14. Later when they arrived at the Mount of Olives, his disciples came privately to where he was sitting and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what supernatural sign should we expect to signal your coming and the completion of this age? Jesus answered, At that time, deception will run rampant. So beware that you are not fooled. For many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I am God's anointed and they will lead many astray. You will hear of wars nearby, revolutions on every side, with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for the breaking apart of the world's systems is destined to happen. But it won't be the end, it will still be unfolding. Nation will go to war against each other, and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there'll be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportions, horrible epidemics and famines in place after place. This is how the first contractions and birth pains of the new age will begin. You can expect to be persecuted, even killed for you will be hated by all the nations because of your love for me. Then many will stop following me and fall away and they'll betray one another and hate one another. And many lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. There'll be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burn with passion for God and for others will grow cold. But keep your hope to the end and you will experience life and deliverance. Yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God. And after this, the end of this age will arrive. Wow, Jesus gives some very clear teaching of what is going to happen in the end times and before he comes again. In Luke 21, we'll just pick up a few verses um, that describe this uh, teaching and explain it a bit more. Verse 9, it says, There will also be many wars and revolutions on every side, with rumors of more wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for these things are bound to happen. This is still not the end yet. Jesus continued, there will be upheavals of every kind. Nations will go to war against each other and kingdom against kingdom. There will be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportions, resulting in famines in one place after another. 
There will be horrible plagues and epidemics. There will be horrible and, and cataclysmic storms on the earth and astonishing signs and cosmic disturbances in the heavens. Wow, it says there will be plagues. And that's what we're seeing, that COVID-19 is like a plague across the earth. He picks it up in uh, verse 25. There'll be signs in the sun, moon and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be uh, shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Wow, what clear teaching Jesus gives us here. And we see a list of some of the things that are going to happen. So the second coming of Jesus, the rapture will happen at God's appointed time. Not when we think it's going to happen. This is not just an escape from a troubled world. It is a culmination of this age where we spend eternity with Jesus. So when I read these verses, at first I'm challenged thinking, wow, that's a challenging, difficult season. But I've learnt that I live every day fully for Jesus. And so my, my understanding of end times, I live today in the reality and live right with Jesus and be purposeful because he could come today or tonight. But he mightn't come for another 50 years. So I plan my life and my generations and our church for the future because like we said, World War I, World War II, people thought it was going to be the end of the world. But now decades later, we're still here and preaching the gospel. So what are some of the signs of end times and Jesus' second coming that are listed in these Bible verses? The first one Jesus said will be deception. There'll be lots of people claiming to be the Messiah. There'll be people that will be deceiving others with false doctrines from the Bible. And even the last couple of years, I'm amazed at some of the things that are being taught that have been declared from the Bible, which are so distorted and they're deceptive. Let's be careful we stay to the true gospel, the whole word of God, not just parts of it. The second thing he said, there'll be great fear. And I've never seen so much fear as these last uh, six months in people's lives, fear of the future and fear of illness and fear of financial ruin and fear of chaos. It says men's hearts will fail them for fear. Wow, that is so, so sad. And God doesn't want us to live in a place of fear, but in a place of hope. It says there'll be wars, strife, revolutions. And we see those things happening all around the world. It says there'll be signs and wonders in the heavens. And we will see more unusual things happening with the sun, the moon and the stars and galaxies and other things. It says there'll be earthquakes, plagues, epidemics and famines on the earth. And that's what we are seeing right now. It says there'll be persecution. Many Christians will be persecuted. And even in our nation now, we would never have dreamed 20 years ago the pressure that's coming on Christians to uh, live for truth. There is compromise and challenge and, and so many things. And Christians facing court cases just because they're preaching the Word of God. It says some will fall away from the faith. I want to encourage you, don't be one of those that falls away. One that, be one that burns hot for Jesus. And let's persuade others to live fully for Christ. It says there'll be lawlessness, rebellion, selfishness. And sadly, we're seeing that increase all over the world. And with uh, the 24-7 news cycle and social media, we see it happening almost live or within minutes all across the world. And that is so sad that there is the spirit of lawlessness, rebellion, 
against governments, against authorities and families. It says, the good news is it says the gospel will be preached or shared all across the world and there'll be a great harvest. There'll be a great ingathering into the kingdom of God. And that's what's happening as well. And verse 6 says, but it won't be the end. It will keep unfolding. So I believe that all these things are happening, will happen, and we don't know the day or the hour, but let's live every day fully focused on Jesus. Let's focus on Him and be led by the Holy Spirit, not at fear. Let's look at a couple other passages in the Bible with instruction on end times, because I want to let the Word of God do the speaking today, not my opinions or my ideas. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 says, But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will be boast of great things as they uh, strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They'll ignore their own families. They'll be ungrateful and ungodly. They'll become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Slaves to their desires, they will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They'll find their delight in the pleasure of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from these people. Wow. The Apostle Paul writing to Timothy a couple of thousand years ago, forewarned what was going to happen and that sounds like our society today and so we need to be aware that these are schemes of the enemy they are signs preparing for the second coming of jesus let's stay faithful and true and not be dissuaded by these things acts 1 6 after jesus rose from the dead it says every time they were gathered together they asked jesus lord is it the time now for you to free israel and restore our kingdom he answered the father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be filled with power. And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. Right after he spoke those words, the disciples saw Jesus lifted into the sky and disappear into a cloud. As they stared into the sky, Watching Jesus ascend, two men in white robes suddenly appeared beside them. They told the startled disciples, Galileans, why are you staring up into the sky? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but he will come back the same way that you saw him ascend. Wow. So the word of God came by these messages from heaven that Jesus will come back one day in the clouds to take his people to be with himself and wrap up this world that is aging and he will create a new heavens and a new earth. Jesus gave the disciples a great purpose to share the gospel over the world. He says, the power of God will come. You'll be my witnesses. You'll live blessed lives with signs and wonders, with the grace of God flowing through you, with the message of hope. And that mandate has not changed from that day. A couple of thousand years ago. So even though things are slowly wrapping up in our world, sometimes speedily, we don't know the day Jesus is going to come back. 
We don't know how all the end times are going to go, but we need to realize that we have a purpose and let's get busy about our purpose of living for Jesus, loving people, sharing the good news, living godly examples so that we can shine without masks on as I shared last week. And, and let's fulfill his purpose by the Holy Spirit. Second Thessalonians 2, another scripture says, Now regarding the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together with him, we plead with you, beloved friends, not to be easily confused or disturbed in your minds by any kind of spirit, rumor, or letter allegedly from us, claiming that the day of the Lord has already come. Way back in the New Testament, some people say, oh, Jesus has already come back and you missed out. And we've heard different false religions and cults have said Jesus came in this year or that decade over the hundreds of years. But he hasn't come back yet, so let's follow him. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. Before that day comes, the rebellion must occur and the outlaw, the destructive son, will be revealed in his true light, the Antichrist. He is the opposing counterpart who exalts himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped and who sits enthroned in God's temple and makes himself out to be a God. Wow. We see so many people arising, <coughs> declaring that they have the truth and the answers. Some even declaring that follow me and you'll have a better life. We need to make sure that we follow Jesus the way, the truth and love and not be deceived. Not be afraid. Be careful with so many conspiracy theories and explanations of prophecies, even in the church world, because sometimes they can get you so distracted that you don't live out what Jesus called you to be and do. Let's be aware. I remember I gave my heart to Jesus at a youth rally in 1974. Yes, just a few years ago when I was 17. Some of you are doing the maths right now and working out how old I am. That's okay. But I went to a youth rally and they were showing a second coming film called Distant Thunder. And boy, it, it had people leaving and being left behind and they were using the gospel, but there was a lot of fear with it. But I, I'd been, God had been drawing my heart anyway and this was a final trigger just to surrender and live for Jesus, which I've done ever since that time. But I want to encourage you, end times is not to be uh, a fearful thing, but it's something that we need to get our lives right and then live in the blessing and presence and power of God. Because we, we're people of the light, not of darkness. And he will lead us and empower us. He's promised us an amazing journey. And we're going to see hundreds of millions of people come into the kingdom before he comes back. These are going to be the most exciting days for the church. I'll build my church at the gates of hell, will not prevail against it. So no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what end time events, tragedies or pain or persecution comes, let's rise up and live fully for Jesus and let's fulfill his purpose. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 says, This is the word of the Lord. We who are alive in him and remain on earth when the Lord appears will by no means have an advantage over those who have already died for both will rise together. For the Lord himself will appear with the declaration of victory, the shout of an archangel and the trumpet blast of God. If I had a trumpet here, I'd get the trumpet blowing right now. He will descend from the heavenly realm and command those who are dead in Christ to rise first. Then we who are alive will join them, transported together in clouds to have an encounter with the Lord in the air. And we will be forever joined with the Lord. So encourage one another with these truths. God says, hey, as we get closer to the end times, 
Let's encourage one another. Let's remember that one day Jesus will come back in full power and glory. Let's be ready for Him. Let's be looking forward to that. Not as an escape, but as a culmination reward of living a godly life, of generations that have served Him. Let's face the future with hope and divine purpose. Don't be consumed or terrified with fear or all the conspiracy theories that are around. Fear not, for I am with you. God says 366 times in the Bible, fear not. I believe God also wants us to be good stewards of every gift that God's given us, including our relationships, our time, our resources, our creativity, our opportunities, the Holy Spirit calling and anointing, the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Let's be good stewards of every gift that God has given to you and to I. No matter whether you're a new Christian, whether you've known Jesus for decades, whether you're end, coming towards the end of this life and know that soon you'll be with Jesus in heaven, whether you're not yet a follower of Jesus and still trying to work out what it all means, I want to encourage you to listen to these words and open your heart to Jesus. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Wow. I believe this is prophetically speaking now of what's happening. It was spoken to Israel back centuries ago, but God's calling his people, the church of Jesus Christ, to arise and let's shine where darkness covers the earth and the peoples and fear and pain and loss. But God says, come on, let's shine. Let's, let's live out His purposes for the kingdom of God. And let's shine His love to our broken world. I love Psalm 23 verse 6 says, So why would I fear the future? That's a really good question. Why would you fear the future now? You can look in the natural, watch all the media and be overwhelmed. It says, For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life, not just when things are going well, but all the days of your life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. We uh, had the honor of doing Elizabeth Buckle's funeral service Friday week ago. And what a, what a, a glorious day of celebration and honor for a life well lived who shared Jesus with many who blessed her generations, who made tens of thousands of bottles of jam and everything because she just wanted to help people. Her good works came out of her love for Jesus. And now she's in eternity with Jesus. And one day your life will finish here. And we want to make it count. I live as if Jesus could come back today, but plan for the future in case he doesn't come back for another 50 years. I want to encourage you, make sure you're in right relationship with Jesus and be ready for his coming and for eternity. A few months ago, I preached a message on we're citizens of two worlds. We live on earth, but we're born again and citizens of heaven, and that's our true home. And we've got to learn to navigate this journey of living fully on earth, holding lightly to the things of this world, money and possessions and clothes, and all those things can come and go so quickly. But to live fully for Jesus here in abundant life and for eternity. A couple more verses as we wrap it up today. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. 
says, Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming you promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it is since the beginning of creation. And some people say, Well, you talk about Jesus coming in times. Hey, it'll just keep going on for centuries like it has. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed in Noah's flood. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Wow, what beautiful words they are. And I believe that's why his second coming in our understanding is delayed because there are hundreds of millions, maybe billions of people that he is reaching out to with the good news to see them come into the kingdom of God. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live godly and holy lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with His purpose, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Wow, what powerful words. These are sobering words. They are challenging words. But it's the word of God that we need to take hold of the whole counsel of God. Sometimes we just read the nice parts of the Bible that inspire us and encourage us. But we need to understand God's whole purpose. And this is giving us a big picture of what's going to happen in the end times. God told us to be good stewards of this earth. And even many scientists say the earth is wearing out. It's winding down. And that is probably true because it says this earth will one day be burnt up and a new heaven and a new earth will be created, even more beautiful than this incredible creation that we have now. And it says, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless and at peace with Him. You can only have peace with God through Jesus Christ. You can only have peace with God when you obey Him and His Word, when you are led by the Holy Spirit. In the midst of chaos, persecution, pressure, misunderstanding, deception, you can follow God's heart fully and freely. You can be filled with hope and love and peace, and many people are searching for that. You can be a carrier of His beautiful presence into this dark and torn world, and so that many others can become followers of Him and know what you've experienced. Many Christians get tired or weary and well-doing may be distracted or overwhelmed by fear or anxiety. If you're like that today, these words are words of comfort and strength to you. Last scripture I want to share and then we're going to pray. 
John 14, 1 to 6 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. I will come and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Jesus is very, very clear. He's teaching this just days before he dies on the cross and rises again. Then 40 days later, he went up into heaven as we uh, read earlier in Acts chapter 1. And then he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Thank God there was a doubting Thomas in the crowd. He asked the question that most other people were thinking, well, I don't know what you're on about, Jesus. Jesus then made this well-known, powerful statement. Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to leave you with those words today. Let's be followers of Jesus. Let's not be overwhelmed by fear or pressure or persecution, by the lies of the enemy, by the condemnation and judgment that comes, by our own sinful behavior that easily trips us up. Let's come back with confession, repentance, forgiveness, and let's live lives that honor Jesus Christ so that when this life is over, either our journey of living ends in death and we go to be with Jesus or Jesus comes back and catches up those that are alive when he's about to wrap it all up. We don't know when that's going to be, but I live my life passionately every day for Jesus. I want my life to count every day. So I live ready to meet Jesus today or plan as if he mightn't come for another 50 or 100 years to build generations, study your courses at university, fulfill the visions and dreams and creativity God's put in your life today. Don't put it off. When I was a kid, some of the Christians thought, well, Jesus is coming back soon and the planetary alignment was going to happen. So some people didn't go to university. Some people even didn't think, well, I won't get married or have kids because Jesus is coming back in the next year or two. And they, they fell into the trap that the Apostle Paul warned them not to. Let's occupy till we come. Let's fulfill the vision and dreams. Let's build our new home for the harvest. Let's keep raising up men and women and training our uh, children and young people, generations to follow Jesus. Let's, let's fulfill God's vision and plan on our lives. Let's build great businesses for God. Let's create new ways to share the gospel. Let's love one another. Let's serve Him by caring for those that are elderly, those that are disabled. Let's bring hope and be a mum and dad to children that are homeless. Let's bring the gospel in all of its fullness. Let's live fulfilling lives. And when God says it's time, it will be time. And I encourage you, don't live with fear. Don't be deceived. Let's stay close to Jesus' heart. And let's read these scriptures and go over them again and see the hope that comes and the understanding that comes when we read the Word of God. I'd like to pray for you right now. And if you're not following closely to Jesus and some of these scriptures scare you, I want to say you can have peace with God by coming to Him. Maybe you're a believer and you've got distracted and a bit overwhelmed and saying, God, this is too scary and I'm anxious and fearful. Let's lay that down today and say, Jesus, fill me with your hope for the future. 
I want to pray for you right now. If you've never opened your heart to Jesus, why don't you do that as I pray? If you want to reaffirm your faith or you want to bring hope into the workplace or your neighborhood where they're saying, what's going to happen next? Let's speak some words of life. Let's introduce people to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who will prepare a place for them in eternity. It's not an escape ticket. This is a life well lived. And then when Jesus said it's time to wrap it up, he will and the new heavens and new earth will happen and all of eternity will happen. Let's pray right now. Father, I thank you for each person watching today. Lord, you know what season or stage they are in their lives. Lord, I pray for many Christians who this word will inspire them and stir their hearts to live passionately for you, to renew that hope and passion that Jesus, you will come back like you said you will. And Lord, I just pray for others who might be uh, struggling in their faith or overwhelmed by the fear or deception or anxiety that's happening. Lord, I pray that you would refocus their hearts today. Help them to lay down those burdens and find peace with you. Lord, some that have never maybe encountered you or responded to your love, I pray today you would help them to open their hearts to you and believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life. You have a plan and purpose for their lives. Lord, I pray that as a church, Lord, we can passionately serve you. We can make every day count and live lives that are honoring you and loving people as you taught us. I pray your blessing, your peace, and your truth to set us free in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.